0: I want to express to you again how amazing you are in the kingdom of God. Many of you in your life have never been introduced, never have stood uh, that people would say things about you. I want you to understand that, that Jesus Christ sits on the right hand of the Father making intercession for you. Every single day that you are being proclaimed before the Father. So when you stand and you walk in this world, you need to understand that there is a God that absolutely is overwhelmed over you, in love with you, and has called you and given you a specific purpose to attain things in your life. And so as you stand there, I'm going to pray, and then I'm going to talk to you, uh, the series that I've been teaching you, this is the last two Sundays, this Sunday and next Sunday, We're going to talk about relationship is the tuning tool to God's voice, having relationship with God. Father, thank you for my brothers and sisters. Thank you for the call upon their lives, for the giftings that they have. Lord, I pray that today, by your Holy Spirit, you will not only show what they already know, but Father, you will show them truly your heart towards them. I thank you, Lord, that we will be able to see thousands of years ago the heart of God regarding relationship, even with Adam and Eve. And we thank you, Lord, for that. Thank you for this day. Lord, we, we know it's hot, but, Father, we thank you for just the ability for us to hear the specific of your voice today. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, amen. Amen. Can you high-five someone before you're seated, please? I am going to express to you, because of the busyness of preparing some things, but next week we will be announcing to you a date in August where we will be having a service— and we'll be introducing to you a lot of new things, and uh, we'll all be together, and uh, God is going to show us many, many things of the future, of what we have for Valley. Uh, Hopefully by then I will have the finality of our Israel trip, and I've been crunching numbers, trying to get better deals and better planes, and I'm a traveler, I've traveled around the world, and And so I'm trying to get us the best that we can for the best cost. And uh, so um, hopefully by next Sunday I will be able to announce to you the dates of our Israel trip, the costs, and all the above, and we'll begin to sign up for that. So it's going to be an amazing time. I just can't wait to sit by the Sea of Galilee with a bunch of you and tell the story. I can't wait to be able to water baptize you in the river where Christ was baptized. And uh, so that's going to be an exciting time. So pray that the Lord would uh, uh, bless you and help you to be able to be with us as we travel. We began many weeks ago the series called Let's Get Real. And you have heard through the series times that I really got kind of real with you and used words that I normally don't use just to really impact your soulish part of your life so you can hear a real truth. When you you see in Scripture uh, things said like the still small voice. When you see in Scripture where Jesus says it's expedient, it's important for me to go away, he sat on the right hand of the Father making intercession for us so that he could send us the holy spirit the comforter so that the comforter the holy spirit could truly give us understanding of what god says and what god said and so you have the holy spirit you have all this ability when jesus went to the cross he said it is finished the work was done when he died physically the work was done that anything that the enemy had of no longer was his it was ours The resurrection of Jesus Christ produced that for us. We can go on doctrinally and talk about that. But what I want to bring to you is that when you became born again, your spirit, the Bible says, was brand new. Old things pass away, behold, all things have become new. Talking about your spirit, not your soulish part. Your soul we're all still working with. But your spirit is perfect. Your spirit cannot sin. So your spirit was created to hear God. And because your spirit is perfect, then you have the ability to perfectly hear God. But here is the refining aspect of this whole series today and next week. We're talking about relationship is the tuning tool to God's voice. People always ask questions like, how do I know what I heard is from God. And my simplest explanation would be this. It's like tuning into a radio station by getting to the frequency. Some of you like rock. Some of you like Christian music. Some of you like all kinds of different types of music, and you know the frequency that you tune it to so you can hear that music. Well, I want to say to you, your relationship with God gets you to perfect hearing of God's voice. As you grow in the Lord, as you pursue, as you get to a place in your life, that this is important as the relationship with God to hearing God. So let me say this as as you're turning to Genesis chapter 3. And Luke chapter 10, stick your finger in Luke chapter 10. Let me say this. The Bible starts with God talking to Adam and Eve. And the Bible ends in Revelation with God talking to Joshua on the island of Patmos. My point is God is talking throughout the Bible. And to believe that all of a sudden, God has stopped talking is ludicrous. See, church, we need to understand this. With that mentality that God doesn't speak or it's hard to understand what God's saying or you know, not really because God is God and we don't know what God is saying, this is what happens. We lead people to Christ. We tell them they can have a personal relationship with God but after they get saved we tell them, by the way, God doesn't talk to you anymore. You see, the statement many say in some doctrinal beliefs is God left an instruction manual called the Bible. An instruction manual. I laugh at that. Because how many of you have a struggle on Christmas Eve with a manual putting something together for your kids? And you need help. You need someone to come by and help you. It would be a lot better if someone was there helping you with that manual. Jesus said, I will not leave you as orphans. I asked you to turn to Genesis and Luke, but I'm going to read to you out of the book of John, verse 14. You can look at the screen. He said, I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you a little while longer and the world will see me no more. But you will see me because I live, you will live also. At that day you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. He who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Right there, what Jesus is talking about is bottom line, you got the written word. And so you need to recognize and honor the written word. Judas, who is not Judas Iscariot, said to him, "'Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world?' And Jesus answered and said to him, "'If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. He who does not love me does not keep my words.' and the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. These things I have spoken to you while being present with you, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. So the question again, how do I know that what I hear is God because you have the Holy Spirit in you, and what God says the Holy Spirit will manifest it in your heart and in your spirit. You will know. Dallas Willard, who has written many uh, books, says, If God doesn't speak today, then the greatest disservice we could ever do to people is to tell them they can have a personal relationship with God. If God doesn't speak today, if you are not hearing God's voice, then for me to tell you you can have a wonderful relationship with God would be so bad. God does speak, and he speaks through relationship. That still small voice, that intimacy, that God loves you, and he is speaking to you, and we gave you the 10 many areas that God uses but the ultimate goal is a still small voice. And what we are describing today to you is that still small voice is a relationship with God. See what that does is that really gets you and me to a place where you know, man, I mess up sometimes. How about you? I got I got wrong opinions sometimes. How about you? but it tells me that God loves me in spite of that because of what Jesus did on the cross, recreating my spirit, and my spirit is always yearning for relationship with God. So in this series, I've given you many three things describing what we were teaching on. So let me tell you three more things in this series about relationship with God. The first is this relationship with God, in hearing God, it is our highest priority. Anything that you do or attain in life, your highest priority is having relationship with God, having fellowship with God. We've been talking about hearing God, but if you want to really get good at hearing God, develop a relationship with God. If you really want to get good at at reading a scripture and then understanding through the Holy Spirit, giving you that depth of what you read, then you must have fellowship with God. And fellowship and relationship take time. It takes where a person will actually take time to do this. And let me just say this to you. Holy Spirit is just talking like crazy right now to me. And um, like, you know, TV will tell you, no, I'm not mentally deranged. I do hear God. But what he is literally saying to you, stop deciding whether you hear God or not by whether you're perfect or not. Because there are many of you that will get all excited about God on Sunday, and on Monday you mess up. And on Monday, you get angry. On the way home from church, you get in an argument with your spouse. And you think, well, because I did that, I can't hear God. Your spirit does not sin. What do you have to do? You have to confess that sin before the Lord because of broken fellowship. But what you must understand that God will speak to you even in your worst form. So I want to wipe away that junk. But what I'm talking about here is the priority of you developing a relationship and fellowship to where you are so in love and spending time with God that when things do come up and you want your soul wants to act out like you used to, you don't do it anymore because you have a relationship, a strong fellowship with God, and God is steering you clear of all that junk. Are you with me? So, we're not pointing our fingers today, but what we're doing is we're pointing our fingers up and saying, God, thank you for the ability to relate with you. In Genesis chapter 3, verse 8 and 9, it says, And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord among the trees of the garden. Now, notice. So as they heard the sound, and I, in the series, I explained to you how the sound, the connotation of the Hebrew word, could actually uh, bring about they heard God speaking, because he's a speaking spirit. So they heard God speaking. So in essence, they heard God speaking in, in the garden in the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Then the Lord God called to Adam and said to him, I'm gonna add here, okay? Where are you? You're not in the place where we're always at. What do I mean by that? Verse 10. Verse 10 are some of the saddest words in the Bible and words God had never heard before. Verse 10. So he said, Adam, I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid. Now, the word afraid means to fear morally uh, because of reverence for God, of seeing how great he is compared to yourself. Uh, You become frightened of God. see, this is where fear came in to mankind, sin. Verse 10, because I was naked, he began to see himself in himself, He said, and I hid myself. Again, we are talking about hearing God's voice. Adam heard God's voice and became afraid. So here it is. The reason people become afraid of hearing the voice of God is because of sin. Because sin always separates. Sin always puts us at odds with what God is saying. Sin doesn't destroy us, it can, but it doesn't, because 1 John 1, 9, we confess those sins and Jesus cleanses us from all unrighteousness in our life with God. So to some of you who are here and you're thinking, this hearing God thing, I kind of agree with Joy Behar that people are mentally ill if they hear God, because I never hear God, I want you to understand this, yeah, I'm, I'm getting real here today because I am getting so tired of the lies of the enemy and the church is standing still and the church is not rising up and becoming what the church should be. And you know what we should be? People that walk in love but stand according to the principles of the word of God. Adam and Eve were never afraid of the voice of God until sin came in the world. Now here's what, if you're writing things down, which I love it, but I want you to really hear the next few minutes. God did not create you and me and give us a book and say, figure it out. He gave us the Bible. He gave us the written word. But God created Adam to walk and talk with him. We've already studied that, that we are to honor the word. That is the infallible word of God. It was spoken. It is spoken word that was written down, and we abide by it. We don't change it. We don't deviate from it. God will never tell you something that's opposite of the word of God. But back to Genesis 3, God comes to the garden, and they're they're not there. They're not in the place of fellowship with him. He's going to probably show them, hey, Adam, I created another waterfall. Why, Why don't you come and look at it? well, I'm just saying I don't know, every morning to talk with him. What I do know, though, is God was going to spend time with his kids and he can't find them in the place of relationship. He can't find them in the place of fellowship. Adam's words were, again, I heard your voice and I was afraid. I heard your voice and I was afraid. I don't understand those words. Because when I hear God's voice, it brings joy in my heart. So the conclusion is when man sin, that's when men feared hearing God. The Bible depicts that there is a spirit of fear. We have not been given a spirit of fear. But a power loving and sound mind. But the Bible says that there's a spirit of fear. The moment the initial sin took place, there was a spirit of fear that came upon mankind. And the main goal of the fear is not being afraid of crossing the street, the main goal of fear is hearing God's word. And I want you to think about that now. I want you to just just grab a hold of that in life. If you are hearing God's word and it's bringing joy and it's guiding you and it's directing you and it's bringing you things that that uh, you never dreamed of. And it's given you insight at work. It's given you ability to be able to understand where you're in ministry at the church and some, someone walks up and the Holy Spirit speaks to you. You're able to speak to it immediately because God speaks to you. Can you imagine if you never heard the message that I'm giving today and all the rest of your life, you're afraid of hearing God? then you're not going to do what God asked you to do. You're not going to be able to walk in that anointing that is available for every one of us of the gifts and the abilities that you have to be afraid. Well, and then what happens is we're afraid of God because it's that big guy up in the sky. By the way, that's so dishonoring to God, talking about him like that. But that big guy in the sky, and and all of a sudden you you get saved, but because your soul is still in that realm, now you're afraid you miss God. So you have people that aren't born again, they don't hear God, then you have people that are born again, but they're afraid still to hear God, so they're afraid they're gonna miss God, so they still don't do what God's called them to do. They still walk in fear, they still walk in these things, and the initial reason for this, what happened at the garden, was to cause fear in you that you will miss God. Cause fear in you that you don't hear God. And I want to tell you right now, you hear God. So when man sinned, that's when men began to fear God's. See, God's original plan was this, to have an open, word-filled communication with mankind. The original plan was every morning, hey, Adam, The God's omniscient, all-knowing plan is to send a son to redeem us so we can walk and talk with him again, and it is a done deal. Jesus said, it is finished. Now you hear God. You can walk with God. Jesus' death and resurrection restores to us the ability to walk, hear, and talk with God. But allow me to now take you a little deeper on this journey. I can teach you methods of hearing God. And I have. That's what I do as a pastor. I can teach you doctrine of hearing God's voice. I've done that in this series. But I can't develop a personal relationship for you with God. It's your highest priority. Let me give you an example. Many of us have a caller ID on our phones and you look at it and go, oh, I don't want to talk to that, no, anyways. None of you do that, right? Many of you have caller ID on your phones, and some who call me have no caller ID. Usually, it's my wife. I could tell, you know, I see that, it's my wife. So I answer it, and the voice on the other end says, Hi, honey, it's me. And I want to say to her, well, who's me? Right? But that's the way a lot of people are with hearing God. It's Terry, why do I know? It's because I spend time with Terry. I spend time with her, I talk with her, I listen to her. I walk with her, I talk with her. And in this, I get to know her. I know a lot of times, you know, I think some of the hardest times when you've been married a long time, you already know what your spouse is going to say. And you almost want to say it before they say it. None of you have ever done that, right? But here's my point. I truly believe in relationship with God, we can come to the place that God says, hey, Gary. Then I say, hey, Lord, how how are you? Now, that sounds like real simple, but that's the type of relationship the Lord wants with us. He wants to be able to talk to you And you respond immediately. How would you feel if someone walked, you know, if if you walked up to someone in the church in the aisle here between Pastor Dan saying, go greet one another, and you walk up to them, grab their hand and say, hey, how you doing? And you just looked at them. (laughs) I don't know if I heard what you said. I don't know if I missed what you said. I'm bringing this out is because that's how clear God's voice is. But we have been lied to and in sin have gotten used to God's voice being garbled. And when you become born again, justification is just as you've never sinned. You are in his righteousness. You are seated in Christ. You you are seated in heavenly places. You hear God. And our soul says, I don't know if that's him, just like you standing in front of someone and saying hi, and they look through you like they didn't hear you. And that's what a lot of people have been taught is, well, you know, God's ways are higher than our ways. Scripture says that, doesn't it? But what's the Bible say after that? That you are able to recognize God and know that because you're hearing God. But His ways are higher. Well, you know God's plans are so vast that we can't understand it. That's a lie. Don't you think the Father God is frustrated? Not really, but don't you think He's frustrated? with when he speaks clearly, and I'm standing there and going, uh I don't know if that's really God, because you know what I've gone through in my life? I don't feel good today, and I just don't hear God wrong. (laughs) Are we getting real? But because I spend time with him in relationship, I know his voice, like I know Terry's voice. See, this is the highest priority, is to spend time with God, walk and talk with him, because that's why we were created. Here's the second thing in hearing God's voice. Next week, we'll give you the third, and next week, we'll still cover the second one, too, because there's a lot to cover it's our highest pursuit. Relationship with God and hearing God is our highest pursuit. In the story of Adam and Eve, there were two trees. Have you remember that in the story? I'm not going to spend time with that. First one is called the tree of life. Now, how many of you know the other one wasn't called the tree of death? But in essence, it was. The second tree was called, listen very closely to this, and this is where if you don't even write anything else, just listen because it will transform your thinking about hearing God. The tree of knowledge of good and evil. God never designed for you to live by choosing between good and evil. The world today is in chaos, trying to choose what's good or bad. Who's good or bad? What people do is good or bad. God designed for you to live by hearing his voice, not to choose between good and evil. The reason why you have to choose between good and evil is because Adam and Eve sinned and chose that. God's plan was never there for you to have to do that. Jesus even explained it, and I taught on this. Jesus even explained it. He says, why do you call me good when there's only one good, and that's God? Man has the inability to decipher what's good and bad. God told Adam and Eve not to eat from the tree with his voice, So God designed our lives to hear his voice. You were designed to hear God's voice. God never wanted us to know good and evil or to judge, is this good or is this bad? He didn't want us having to say, is this good or is this a bad thing? God wanted us to hear his voice, and if you hear his voice, the only one that's good, then you will always choose good. Make sense? Wow. So what do you see today? What's the chaos of the world? Still choosing the tree that makes you choose between good and evil. Question, do you realize how many times we do that in life? Is this good, is this bad? See, it can be good and not be God. I'm going to say that again. I don't want that going over your head. It can be good and not be God. Good can be bad if it's not God. Amen. So here's the process. We're talking about relationship being the tuning to the frequency of hearing God's voice, of knowing God's voice. God gave us something when sin came into the world. God gave us our conscience. Our conscience tells us what's good and evil. First service got real quiet here too because you're getting it, but you're realizing, oh man, the stuff I've said, the stuff I've done, that's just messed things up through the years. It's because I was living by my conscience and not by hearing God's voice. But here's the original intent for our conscience. Our conscience is supposed to bring us to Christ. When Adam and Eve sinned, they were given a conscience. Their spirit died. Now they were given a conscience. What was the conscience for? The reason for the conscience was that God gave every man the ability to see God and to receive him as Lord. Follow me? Okay. So, so in this, People always ask the question, how do you know what's good for your life? They answer, well, you know, I just, I just get alone, I think, and I go get some coffee across the street, and I think through it, and, and my conscience, I just make a good, now, let me just tell you, as you grow in the word of God, your soul gets smart, according to the word. But let me tell you, it's not your conscience, that's not true. It is the voice of God that tells you what's good for you. Your conscience brings you to God, so your spirit hears God's voice. Your conscience brings you to God. You receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Your spirit now is no longer dead. It is alive. And now your spirit has the exact perfect ability to hear God. And that's how you live the rest of your life, by hearing God and honoring his word. How do you get there? How do you grow in that? By having a relationship with God. God never intended you to live by your conscience. This is right. This is wrong. This is good. This is bad. Watch what Hebrews says. Hebrews literally says, if your conscience is not cleansed by the blood, then you will serve God out of dead works. (laughs) This is awesome. Let's read this. Hebrews 9, verse 14 and 15 says, How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, cleanse your conscience from dead works? What's right? What's wrong? What's good? What's bad? Always living by your soul. Always living by, I'm afraid of hearing God, so I'm just gonna do the right thing. If I just do it enough, God might have favor with me. You know, this this, this, ooh, ugly relationship that some people have with God. Let's read, let's read on. Cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. And for this reason, he is the mediator of the new covenant by means of death for the redemption of the transgressions under the first covenant that those who are called may receive the promise of the eternal inheritance. Everyone look at me now. i will up in the balcony. I want you to understand this. You are created for fellowship with God. You, if you're born again, have a spirit that is brand new. Death no longer rules you, but life does, because your spirit lives eternally. Jesus defeated death, hell, and the grave because your spirit, your spirit has the innate, remember the series, the innate ability to hear God. But how you tune to the frequency is you develop relationship, fellowship. Well, how do you do that? How do you do that in the world? How do you develop relationship with people, your friends? You spend time with them. You talk to them. You listen to them. But let me tell you, God's original plan is to come down to you in the garden he's made for you. It's called your life. And in that garden, he will speak to you every single day. You know what? And I, let me just say this. Some of you are not morning people. You just, in the morning, it's like, don't talk to me for two hours until I get three cups of coffee. Some of you are night people. Guess what? God's 24-7. Amen? Some So us nighttime. Here he is. He comes in the cool of the evening. He comes in the cool of the morning. He comes in the cool of the midday. To some of you in your latter years, he comes to you in the middle of the night. You're awake at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. Don't get all flustered. Oh, I just wish I could sleep. No. No. Grab a hold of God while he's speaking to you. And then if there's a need for your body to rest, God will say, you know what, I'm going to change this to come to you in the evening instead of the night. And he's going to give you sweet sleep as the word promises. Amen? Am I I, I cutting away all this fluff and all this junk that, that has been just infiltrated into our thinking for years. Relationship. Fellowship with God. We 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 put on the, the screen, you know, guys get together and they journal. Well I don't want to do that. And, they, and, they, and they. folks, it's real. It's real. Well I'm too busy. No, you're not. are not too busy things you want to do you're going to do am i getting real and we have to get to the place of literally so everything that i said what does this mean as long as you have a guilty conscience you will try to do something to get god's favor as long as you don't understand your conscience what it was for And you're not supposed to decide between good and evil. You're supposed to hear God, and he's the only one that's good, and he will tell you what to do. He will tell you how to do it. Don't let your conscience rule you. Well, I would never do that because I was raised this way. Yay, you. Let's get your little medal on on your shirt. What you should do is go to God in prayer, and receiving God's grace, this is kind of long, and God's free forgiveness, then you again serve God by his voice, hearing God pursuing relationship. Pursuing it. I look forward to my garden time. How about you? I look forward to that. I run to it. I'll get emotional right now. I run to it. I have a God. I have a Father in heaven who just absolutely is head over heel, proud of me, loves me, is there for me. And I run to him. (laughs) You know, when I hear his voice, man, it's like on that radio. Your little CCR, you know, that I used to listen to. But, you know, I just turn that to that and I hear the voice of God. I tune my heart. I tune my soul. I tune everything to that frequency where God is speaking. And by the way, that idea I just told you, I got from a a book from Robert Morris called Frequency. And I'll tell you what it is, the best book you could ever read about hearing God. 38 years of ministry, 41 years of knowing Jesus. I have grown in my relationship with him to where I do get, you know, I do get emotional. Every time I talk about this, you think you'd get used to it. I don't. Because every time I'm with him, mine's morning. Every time I'm with him, oh, there's something new. There's something fresh. Even the stuff that I've known, he he adds to it. And then he cleans up a little of my stubbornness. Any of you stubborn like me? (laughs) You know? And, And he keeps talking to me, but it's just out of love. So let me close with this statement. Matter of fact, let's all stand. Uh, I'm a guy, sometimes when I get real emotional, I get frustrated with that. He did not design for you to live by your conscience, but intimate relationship with him. Again, It is no longer your job to decide in your life what's good, what's bad. The conscience was to bring you to God. Let me just tell you, the only good thing, David, the psalmist David said, the only good thing is when I get to the house of God and I spend time with God. All through the psalms, he says things like that. And and so, so the reality of that is Your conscience, you're trying to decide what to do, what's right, what's wrong, how you act, how you react. Let your conscience take you to God, what it was created for. To redeem your thinking. To redeem your struggle. To redeem your hurt. Some of you are hurt. You struggle. Years ago, church failed you friends failed you, family failed you and you're hurt and you're thinking Father God but let your conscience draw you to the one that's good and then from there your spirit hears that beautiful voice that's like a drink of cool water remember as the deer panted for the water so my soul longeth after you. You've been in battle. Let the Lord touch your heart. Let him speak a word of refreshing. Let him speak a word that changes the way you think. And you will do the good thing. Father, thank you for today. What you're doing in all of our lives. The transforming Word of God, the transforming spoken Word of God that changes and transforms. Bless my brothers and sisters. Oh, Father, what a joy it is to be with them today. Let their lives just explode in the reality of who you are in their life. <laughs> oh, Satan, you try to mess up those words. Not, no nope, no way, nada, nothing. You cannot do it. In Jesus' name, I release the revelation of God's word over this church family. Let everyone here arise into the knowledge of God in relationship and fellowship. Father, I thank you for even the ability when we do mess up 1 John 1, 9 to confess our sin and you said you are faithful and just to forgive us of our sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We give you praise for that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everyone just go ahead and raise your hands before the Lord. Just tell him, thank you for speaking to me. Just go ahead and say it again. Thank you for speaking to me. Say it one more time. Thank you, Lord, for speaking to me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everyone just look at me. I'm going to say amen, so be it. Walk out of here with a question to your heart. God, what did you say to me this morning? And immediately act upon it. God bless you, I love you, be healed in Jesus' name.